and welcome to my podcast. Today I am going to read a book. The book is entitled Alice in Wonderland. So I search about this that if a public domain book, then you can use it for pod- podcast. I don't own this book, and this is for educational purposes only. My name is Venus, and I will be your podcast master for today's episode. So stay tuned and enjoy. Alice in Wonderland, Chapter 1 Down the Rabbit Hole Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and of having nothing to do. Once or twice, she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it was it had no pictures on the conversation in it. And what is the use of a book? Thought Alice, without pictures or conversations. So she was considering in her own mind whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies. When suddenly, a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. There was nothing so very remarkable in that, nor did Alice think it was very much out of the way to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be too late. When she thought it it over afterwards, it occurred to her that she ought to have wondered at this, but at the time it all seems quite natural. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it and then hurried on, Alice started to her feet, for in flash across her mind that she had never before seen a rabbit with either waistcoat pocket or a watch to take out of it, and burning with curiosity, she ran across the field after it and was just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole and under the hedge. In another moment, down went after in another moment, down went Alice after it. Never once considered how much in the world she was to get out again. The rabbit hole went straight on like a tunnel for some way and then dipped that suddenly down so suddenly that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself. Before she found herself falling down, what seems to be a very deep pool, either the way was very deep, or she fell very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder that was going to happen next. First, she tried to look down and make out what she was coming to, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the size of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. Here and there, she saw maps and pictures hung upon pages. She talked down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labeled orange marmalade, but to her great disappointment, it was empty. 
she sh- she did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody underneath so managed to put it into the one of the cupboard as she fell past it well thought alice to herself after such a fall as this i shall think nothing of tumbling downstairs how brave they'll all think me at home why wouldn't say anything about it even if i fell off the top of the house which was very likely true down 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 would the fall never come to an end i wonder how many miles i've fallen by this time she said loud i must be getting somewhere near the center of the earth let me see that will be four thousand miles down i think for you see alice had learned several things of this sort in her lesson in the schoolroom and thought this was not a very good opportunity for showing off her knowledge as there was no one to listen to her still it was good practice to say it over yes that's about the right distance but then i wonder what latitude or longitude i've got to alice had not the slightest idea that latitude was or longitude either but she thought they were nice grand words to say presently she began she began again i wonder if i shall fall right through the earth how funny it seemed to come out among the people that walk with their heads downwards the antipathist i think she was rather glad there was no one listening with this time as it didn't sound at all the right word but i shall have to ask them what the name of the country is you know please ma'am is this new zealand or australia as she tried to curtsy as she spoke fancy curtsying as you're falling through the air do you think you could imagine it and what an ignorant little girl she'll think me for asking no i'll never do to ask perhaps i shall see it written up somewhere alice said down 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 there was nothing else to do so alice soon began talking again Dinah miss me very much tonight i should think Dinah was the cat. I hope they'll remember her saucer of milk at tea time. Dinah, my dear, I wish you were down here with me. There are no mice in the air, I'm afraid, but you might catch a bat. And that's very like a mouse, you know. But do cats eat bats, I wonder. In her... Alice began to get rather sleepy and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, Do cats eat bats? Do cats eat bats? And sometimes, do bats eat cats? For you, see, as she couldn't answer either question, it didn't much matter which way she put it.
She felt that she was dozing off and had just begun to dream that she was walking hand in hand with Dinah and was saying to her very earnestly, Now Dinah, tell me the truth. Did you ever eat a bat? When suddenly, thump, 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 down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves and the fall was over. Alice was not a bit hurt and she jumped up onto her feet in a moment. She looked up at but it was all dark overhead. Before her was another long passage and the white rabbit was still in sight. Hurrying down it, there was not a moment to be lost. Away went Alice like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say as it turned a corner. Oh, my ears and whiskers! How late it's getting! She was close behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low, hall, which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all around the hall, but they were all locked, and when Alice had been all the way down one side and up the other, trying every door, she walked suddenly down the middle, wondering how she was ever to get out again. Suddenly, she came upon a little tree ledge table, all made of solid glass. There was nothing on it but a tiny golden key. And Alice's first idea was this might belong to one of the doors of the hall. But alas, either the lock were too large or the key was too small. But at any rate, it would not open any of them. However, on the second time around, she came upon a low curtain she had not noticed before, and behind it was a little door about golden key in the lock, and to her great delight, it fitted. Alice opened the door and found that it led into a small passage, not much longer than a rat hole. She knelt down and looked around the passage into the loveliest garden you ever saw. How she longed to get out of that dark hall and wandered about among those beds of bring bright flowers and those cold fountains, but she could not even get her head through the doorway. And even if my head would go through, thought poor Alice, would be of very little use without my shoulders. Oh, how I wish I could shut up like a telescope. I think I could if I only knew how to begin. For, for you see, so many out of the way things had happened lately that Alice had begun to think that it, very few things ended were really impossible. There seemed to be no use of in waiting by the little door, so she went back to the table, half hoping she might find another key on it, or, at any rate, 
a book of rules for shutting people up like telescopes. This time, she found a little bottle on it, which certainly not here before, said Alice. And tied around the neck of the bottle was a paper labeled with the words, Drink Me. Beautifully printed on it, large letters. It was all very well to say, Drink Me. But the wise little Alice was not going to do that in a hurry. No, I'll look first, she said, and see whether it's marked poison or not. For she had read several nice little stories about children who had got burnt and eaten up by wild beasts and other unpleasant things all because they would not remember the simple rule their friend had taught them, such as that a red-hot poker will burn you if you hold it too long, and that if you cut your finger very deeply with a knife it usually bleeds. And she had never forgotten that if you drink much from a bottle marked poison, it is almost certain to disagree with you sooner or later. However, this bottle was not marked poison. So Alice ventured to taste it and finding it very nice. It had in fact a sort of mixed flavor of cherry tart, custard, pineapple, roast turkey, toffee, and hot buttered toast. She very soon finished it off. What a curious feeling, said Alice. I must be shutting up like a telescope. And so, it was indeed. She was now only ten inches high, and her face brightened up at the thought that she was now the right size for going through the little door into that lovely garden. First, however, she waited for a few minutes to see if she was going to shrink any further. She felt a little nervous, but this, for it might end, you know, said Alice to herself. In my going out altogether like a candle, I wonder what I should be like then. And she tried to fancy that what the flame of a candle looks like after the candle is blown out. For she could not remember ever having seen such a thing. After a while, finding that nothing more happened, she decided on going into the garden at once. But alas for poor Alice, when she got to the door, she found she had forgotten the little golden key. And when she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. She could see it quietly, palely through the glass, and she tried her best to climb up one of the legs of the table, but it was too slippery. And when she had tired herself out with trying, the poor little thing sat down and cried. Come, there is no one in crying like that, said Alice to herself rather sharply. I advise you to leave off this minute. She generally gave herself very good advice, though she very seldom followed it. 
and sometimes she scalded herself so severely as to bring tears into her eyes, and once she remembered trying to box her own ears for having cheated herself in a game of croquet she was playing against herself. For this curious child was very fond of pretending to be two people, but it's no use now, thought for Alice to pretend to be two people. Why, there's hardly enough of me left to make one respectable person. Soon, her eye fell on a little glass box that was lying under the table. She opened it and found it a very small cake on which the words, Eat me, were beautifully marked in currants. Well, well, I'll eat it said Alice, and if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key, and if it makes me grow smaller, I can keep under the door, so either way I'll get into the garden, and I don't care which happens. She ate a little bit and said anxiously to herself, which way, which way? Hold, holding her hand on the top of her head to feel which way it was going, and she was quite surprised to find that she remained the same size. To be sure, this is what generally happens when one eats cake. But Alice had got so much into the way of expecting nothing but out of the way. Things happen that it seems quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way so she set the work and very soon finished off the cake chapter 2 the pool of tears curiouser and curiouser cried Alice she was so much surprised that for the moment she quite forgot how to speak good English now I'm opening out like a lot like the largest telescope that ever was. Goodbye, feet. For when she looked down at her feet, they seemed to be almost out of sight. They were getting so far off. Oh my, poor little feet. I wonder who will put on your shoes and stocking for now. Dears, I'm sure I shan't be able i shall be great deal too far off to trouble myself about you you must manage the best way you can but i must be kind to them thought alice or, per or perhaps they won't walk the way i want to go let me see i'll give them a new pair of boats every christmas and she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. They must go by the carrier, she thought. And how funny it seemed, sending presents to one's own feet, and how odd the directions will look. Oh dear, what a nonsense I'm talking. Just at this moment, her head struck against the roof of the hall, 
In fact, she was now rather more than nine feet high, and she at once took up a little golden key and hurried off the garden door. Poor Alice! It was as much as she could do, lying down on the side to look through into the garden with the eye. But to get through was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, said Alice. A great girl like you, she might well say this. To go on crying in this way, stop this moment, I tell you. But she went on all the same, shedding gallons of tears until there was a large pool around her. About four inches deep, about four inches deep, deep, and reaching half down the hall. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance, and she hastily tried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit returning splendidly dressed with a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trooping along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as, she, as he came. Oh, that, that, oh, the Duchess, the Duchess. Oh, won't she be safe, savage if I keep her waiting? Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask her help of anyone. So when the rabbit came near her, she began in a low, timid voice. If you please, sir. The rabbit started violently, dropped the white kid gloves and the fan, and scurried away into the darkness as hard as he could go. Alice took up the fan and gloves and as the hallway very hot, she kept fanning herself all the time. She went on talking. Dear, dear, how queer everything is to today. And yesterday things went on just an unusual. I wonder if I've been changed in a night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up the morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little different. But if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? And that's the great puzzle. And she began thinking over and over. The children she knew that were on the same age as herself, so to see if she could have been changed for any of them. I'm sure I'm not Ada, she said, for her hair goes in such long ringlets, and mine doesn't go in ringlets at all. And I'm sure I can't be Mabel, for I know all sorts of things. And she, oh, she knows such a very little. Besides, she's, she, and I'm, I, and oh dear, how puzzling it all is. I try if I know all the things I used to know. Let me see. Four times five is twelve, and four times six is thirteen, and four times seven is, oh dear, I shall never get to twenty at that rate. However, the multiplication table don't signify. Let's try geography. London is the capital of the forest, and Paris is the capital of Rome. And Rome.
No, that's all wrong. I'm certain. I must have been changed for Mabel. I'll try and say how that little and she caused her hands on her lap up as if she were singing lessons and began to repeat it but her voice sounded hoarse and strange and she were and the words did not come up the same they used to do how the little crocodile improved his shining tail and poured the waters of the nile on every golden scale how cheerfully he seems to grin how neatly spread his claws and welcome little fishes in with gently smiling jaws. I'm sure those are not the right words, said poor Alice, and her, and her eyes filled with tears again, and she went on, I must be Mabel after all, and I shall have to go and live in that spooky little house and have next to no toys to play with and oh ever so many lessons to learn no i've made up my mind but about it if i'm mabel i'll stay down here it'll be no use they're putting their heads down and saying come up again dear i shall only look up and say who am i then tell me that first and then if i like being that person i'll come up if not i'll stay down here till i'm somebody else oh dear cried Alice, a sudden burst of tears. I do wish they would put their heads down. I am so very tired of being alone here. As she said this, she looked down at her hands and was surprised to see that she had put on one of the rabbit's little white kid gloves while she was talking. How can I, ha how can I have done that? She thought. I must be growing small again. She got up and went to the table to measure herself by it and found that as nearly as she could guess, she was now about two feet high and was going on shrinking rapidly. She soon found out that she could, as she could guess, she was now about two feet high and was going on shrinking lap rapidly. She soon found out that she cause of this was the fan she was holding, and she dropped it hastily just in time to save herself from shrinking away altogether. That was a narrow escape, she said. A good deal frightened at the sudden change, but very glad to find herself still in existence. And now for the garden. And she ran with all speed back to the little door. But alas, the little door was shut again, and she and the little golden key was lying on the glass table as before, and things are worse than ever. Though the poor child, for I never was so small as this before, never, and I declare it's too bad, and it is. As she said these words, her foot slipped and another moment splashed. She was up to her chin in salt water. Her first idea was that she had somewhere fallen into the sea. And in that case, I can go back by railway, she said herself.
Alice had been to the seaside once in her life and, and had come to the general conclusion that wherever you go to, on the English coast, you find number of bathing machines in the sea. Some children digging in the sand with wooden spades, then a row of the lodging houses, and behind them railway station. However, she soon made out that she was in full of tears, which she had wept when she was nine feet high. I wish I hadn't cried so much, said Alice, as she swam about trying to find her way up. I shall be punished for it now, I suppose, by being drowned in my own tears. That will be queer thing to be sure. However, however, everything is queer today. Just then, she heard something splashing about in the pool a little way off, and she swam nearer to make out what it was. At first, she thought it must be a walrus or hippopotamus, but then she remembered how small the she was now, and she soon made out that it was only a ha- only a mouse that had lip in like herself. Would it be of any use now? Thought Alice to speak to this mouse. Everything is out of the way down here that I should think very likely it can talk. At any rate, there's no harm in, in trying. So she began. Oh, mouse, do you know the way out of this pool? I am very tired to swimming about here. Oh, mouse. Alice thought this must be the right way of speaking to a little mouse. She had never done such a thing before, but she remembered having seen in her brother's Latin grammar a mouse of a mouse to mouse. A mouse to mouse. The mouse looked at her rather inquisitively, and seems to her to think uh, to wink with one of its little eyes, but it said it said nothing. Perhaps it doesn't understand English. Thought Alice. I dare say it's a French mouse. Come over with William the Conqueror. For with all her knowledge of history, Alice had no very clear notion how long ago anything had happened, so she began again. With my chat, which was the first sentence in her French lessons book, the mouse gave a sudden leap out of the water and seemed to quiver all over with fright. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice hastily, afraid that she had hurt the poor animal's feelings. I quite forgot you don't like cats. Not like cats, cried the mouse in a shrill, passionate voice. Would you like cats if you were on, if you were me? Well, perhaps not said Alice in a soothing tone. Don't be angry about it, and yet I wish I could show you a cat. 
dinner. I think you'd make you'd take a fancy to cats if you could only see her. She is such a dear, quiet thing. Alice went on half to herself as she swam lazily about in the pool, and she sits purring so nicely by the fire, licking her paws and washing her fa- her face. And she's such a capital one for catching a mice. Oh. I beg your pardon, cried Alice again. For this time, the mouse was bristling all over, and she felt certain it must be really offended. We won't talk about her anymore if you'd rather not. We ended, cried the mouse, who was trembling down to the end of his tail, as if I would talk on such a subject. Our family always hated cats, nasty, low, vulgar things. Don't let me hear the name again. I won't indeed, said Alice, in a great hurry to change the subject of conversation. Are you, are you fond of, of, of dogs? The mouse did not answer, so Alice went on eagerly. There is such a nice little dog near our house. I should like to show you. A little bright-eyed terrier, you know, with uh, such long curly brown hair and it'll fetch things when you throw them and it'll set up and beg for dinner and all sorts of things. I can't remember half of them and it belongs to a farmer, you know. And he says it's so useful, it's worth a hundred pounds. He say it kills all the rats and oh dear, cried Alice in a sorrowful tone. I'm afraid I've offended it again. For the mouse was swimming away from her as hard as it could go and making quite commotion in the pool as it went. So she called softly after it. Mouse, oh dear, do come back again and we won't talk about cats or dogs either if you don't like them. When Mouse heard this, it turned around and swam slowly back to her. Its face was quite pale with passion, Alice thought, and it said in a low, trembling voice, Let us go to the shore and then... I'll tell you my history, and you'll understand why it is a hate cats and dogs. It was high time to go, for the pool was getting quite crowded with the birds and animals that had fallen into it. There were a duck and a doodle, a lorry and an eaglet, and several other curious creatures. Alice led the way and the whole party swam to the shore. And that is the end of chapter 1 and 2. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you like those help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave everything and review 
Follow for the next episode where I will be reading the chapter 3 and 4. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scene content, hit, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the subscribe if you haven't. Once again, I am Venus, your podcast masters. Thank you for thank you for listening and have a nice day. Hold your hands on to your chest and tell me what you Let the rain